Hi, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Emily Green, otherwise known as Emily the Medium. This show is a space where I'll share my teachings around life after death, the soul, intuition, developing psychic abilities, and so much more. Together, we will expand our minds beyond what is widely accepted as truth and start to see the mind, body, and soul from a completely different perspective. This is a Soul Fire production. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. So happy to be back here with you as always. I hope you're having a beautiful day, beautiful week, beautiful month, beautiful time, wherever you are in time and space. I am sending you so much love and so excited to introduce you to today's episode. But before I do, I have a couple of notables that I wanted to share with all of you. So if you've been listening to the podcast, you will see and know that in the last couple of months, I've recorded two episodes around the topic of spirit babies that have been incredibly popular and have been generating lots of buzz. And I've just been having lots of conversations with people, women, families lately. And I feel like there's some very important kind of information and work to be done around spirit babies, specifically in 2021. And so I've been doing, like I've mentioned in past episodes, I've been doing this work, spirit baby readings, and starting to kind of really learn and understand the dynamics of preconceptive communication and all of the ins and outs that encompass that. But I've never really felt a pull to do something more with that until now. So over the weekend, this past weekend, um, I have had the entire content for a spirit baby course coming through me hard and fast and strong. And I wasn't able to, you know, kind of was like I had to channel it all through, receive all the content, all the information of what this course would entail. And I couldn't stop until it was all through me. So with that being said, I wanted to just let you know that if you have loved the Spirit Baby episodes in the last couple of months and you're curious and excited about learning more, about deepening your connection to a past, present, or future spirit baby, stay tuned. I am hard at work on creating this course at the moment, um, and I will be releasing and sharing more details in the next couple of weeks and months. I hope to have this done and out in the world as soon as possible because I feel this urgency like you all need this now. So um, I've heard the call. I'm heeding the call. I'm listening. I'm working on it and stay tuned. And please let me know if this is something you'd be interested in. This is going to be mostly a self-guided course, self-paced course with a live call, um, a live kind of spirit baby transmission for the people who enroll and and get the course at the very beginning. Anyway, still working on some of the details, but it's hot off the press and I wanted to share it with all of you as soon as I knew what was happening. So stay tuned on that. I will be sharing more information over on Instagram. So if you're not following me over there already, you can hit me up at Emily the Medium. 
Um, and you can also stay tuned for more information on the podcast, of course, as I will be sharing with all of you here. So stay tuned, everybody. Um, and then I also just wanted to share again before I introduce what this episode is all about today. I also just wanted to share again about my friend Sarah Small over at The Uncensored Empath. I've been sharing about her show and directing all of you over towards her show in the last couple of months. And if you haven't already listened, Sarah's releasing all kinds of really powerful business content so far in 2021, which has been so valuable for me. And I've taken away so many golden nuggets uh, of wisdom from her. So whether you are a spiritual business owner, an entrepreneur of any kind, and you're interested in the energetics of business and spiritual business, um, Sarah's a projector and she's, you know, she's got a high perspective. She's got the bigger picture um, in all things, um, you know, understanding what it means to be an empath and, and kind of spiritual topics such as that. But she's also got a really great perspective on all things business and business building and things like that. So if that sounds like a fit for you, go on over and check out Sarah Small over at The Uncensored Empath and enjoy. All right. So today's episode, I'm really excited to introduce this to you. And just full disclaimer, I did not intend on the audio that you're going to be listening to and this interview that you're going to be listening to to be on the podcast. However, the guest that I'm introducing you today is Shannon Hugman, who is an incredible friend of mine and just a kindred, kindred spirit um, and kindred soul friend of mine who I have known for a couple of years now. Shannon is a self-proclaimed cosmic meteorologist, which I love that term so much. Um, but, you know, but if you're looking for another way to relate to her, she's also an incredibly, incredibly deeply wise astrologer, very prolific. And she writes all kinds of articles online on all things astrology and the planets. And she's got an incredible book, called Analogies, Energies, and Celestial Bodies, which I have talked about on the podcast here. So Shannon was a guest teacher in my collective in the month of January. And we went into this, this interview and this talk that she was giving. And about halfway through, I was like, I have to share this teaching with the podcast. This is just too incredible. It has to be heard um, on the podcast. So that's exactly what I did. So what you're going to be hearing is an audio um, portion with the full audio from Shannon Hugman's guest teaching in Emily the Medium, the Collective. You'll hear her introduce herself at the beginning, and then you'll hear her go to a very powerful and deeply moving transmission about the astrology, a little going a little bit deeper into the astrology of 2021. Um, Shannon is known for her analogies, so she uses all kinds of amazing analogies to give us a way to relate to the energy and kind of, um, as she explains in the pod, in the episode, how you know the analogies kind of allow us to make our own understanding or our own meaning of it without being told what the meaning is. So that's amazing. You'll hear Shannon also answer some questions for some of the collective members at the end. And she also shares a very powerful message for 2021 about kind of the, the core theme about what 2021 is about through the signs. So if you're a Capricorn, you you know, this is what's happening. If you're an Aquarius, this is what's happening. If you're a Pisces, this is what's happening. So um, as you're listening to this, as Shannon explains in the episode, you can listen to this from the perspective of 
through the lens of your sun sign, just your sun sign. Or if you know your moon and rising sign, you can also listen um, for your sun and uh, sorry, your moon and rising signs as well. So I really hope you all enjoy this episode. Um, these are the kinds of things that we're doing in Emily, the medium, the collective. So if you're interested in joining now is an amazing time throughout the rest of January and through the beginning of February, we are just really having powerfully alchemical and transformative moments in this collective. And I would love for you to be a part of it. So that's what's up. Enjoy this episode with Shannon Hugman. Uh, I am actually going to be having her in the next couple of months on the podcast for an official interview. So this is not the last time you'll hear from her. But for now, enjoy this powerful transmission from my friend, cosmic meteorologist and astrologer, Shannon Hugman. Take care. Welcome, Shannon. Thanks for being here. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we'll start, everybody, we'll start with um, just a little kind of mini five, 10 minute um, Q&A with Shannon. I'll ask her just a couple of questions and then I'm going to let her take it away because she's amazing and she always knows exactly what to say and where to take things and things like that. But um, Shannon, for those of um, people who are new to your work, I have been talking about your book and I shared about your book and just how awesome I think it is. Um, But can you give a little kind of hot points on who you are, what you do and your work with astrology and that kind of thing. Yeah, totally. So thanks everybody um, who are sharing in the chat. It's so cool. Zurich, Boulder, um, Prince Edward Island. That's awesome. Grimsby. I'm in um, Ontario. So I live on Lake Huron. Um, But to zoom back into what you just asked me. So I um, never ever read horoscopes growing up. I didn't know anything about astrology. The only thing I knew was that my sun sign was Capricorn. And you know, like when you're a kid, you get like you're stuffy, like you get the Capricorns, you get the goat stuffed animal, or you get the fish stuffed animal. And I never wanted to be a goat. I was like, I don't want to be a goat like this. This sucks. So I, I, now I love goats. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I just kind of wrote off astrology totally because I didn't resonate with being this animal, like very typical little kid thing. So anyways, didn't know anything about astrology, but I could guess people's birthdays. So it would be on the playground. And it was like the, it was like the party trick or whatever. And we'd bring kids from other grades and I would just look at the kids. And I, and I forgot about this until a few years ago when a friend reminded me, but I remember it and I would just like, yeah, you feel like you're born the second week of September. I never really guessed dates, but I would get a feeling from people. And I would use the language of relating that to a month of the year or a time of year. So that was all I had growing up. I never talked to psychics. Like I didn't even know any of that was real um, until I was in university and I was invited to talk to a medium and messages came through and it was like mind blowing because all of a sudden I realized, wow, there's so much more <laughs> possible. I even asked the medium at the end, like, how do I keep living? Like now everything has changed. So um, basically I, at that point in my life, I was in a long distance relationship and the medium actually part of the the spirits that came through said like, this is your, you're going to find a person. Don't worry. You're going to find a person. And so when I started, I connected with my partner a couple months later and you've given me some great medium messages too, um, about that relationship. But I have a lot of fears around relationships, fears around trusting, um, fears around separation, all that kind of stuff. 
So when I was in this relationship, which actually was kind of led to me from this medium, it was like, I'm like, who am I? <laughs> this is all so weird. What's going on? But I, so I needed to look for answers um, to trust. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to start reading horoscopes. <laughs> I'm going to look up, like, I know his birthday. I'll see what that means. So the horoscopes didn't give me any answers. And that's something I'm going to kind of talk about today is I'm kind of here to like, part of my work is debunking sun sign astrology and really saying like, Hey, that's not all of it. That was a marketing tactic created, um, by newspapers and magazines to sell more newspapers and magazines. But back then that's where I started, but I found a website. Um, it's not around anymore, but it was a community of astrologers talking about this is where Saturn is now. This is where Jupiter is now. This is like, what I like to think of as like astro weather or being a cosmic meteorologist. So basically, as soon as I found that, that was in 2011, 2010, I found that, clicked right in, was like engaging, blogging, commenting, popping up on camera, all this kind of stuff. And um, they, I just had a natural gift for it. And I think that astrology is a language. And when we practice a language, that's how we get more fluent in it. So over the last 10 years, I've just been online talking about astrology with anybody who will listen, but also a lot of other astrologers who are fluent. Um, and so it's really just grown on its own. And I joke that I tried harder not to do this than I tried, um, to do it, which was just, I was thought I'm weird. I don't, you know, this is, I'm, I'm super practical down to earth. Anyways, basically over the years, um, people just started asking me, how much can I pay you to look at my chart or you should make a course or you should write a book. And so I was just always like responding to what was asked of me. And my work in astrology really is about understanding ourselves and realizing that we are creators. And so it's not my main message is it's not that the planets are doing anything to us. It's that these are currents of energy that flow around us. And I think more and more I'm starting to experience they are an extension of us because we are all connected to all that is. We're literally made of stardust. So it gets a little far out and deeper and I'm starting to kind of dabble into that realm. But my sort of my main thing is if you know which way the current is flowing, then you can choose which way you want to swim. So if you were going to go camping and you check the weather forecast and you see, oh, there's a chance of rain. I can bring my rain gear and I can create a much drier future. So I came to astrology looking for, you know, a prediction, looking for this is going to happen. I want, I, it led me to this like 10 years ago to look for answers. And right away I knew this is not a practice. This is not a tool that will ever give you answers, but it can, I mean, that I shouldn't say it that way. It, it's not, I'll use it. I'll use different words because it can bring a lot of clarity, but it's not here to predict the future. It's not about fortune telling or things are set in stone. Um, because anything can happen. But if you know, you have some context, you have a map, you understand the cycles, you can look back over history at these cycles, you can learn from them, you can look back throughout your own life with these cycles. It really offers a framework or a timing um, or a reference point. And that can really be, you know, super, super helpful. So I feel like I just kind of took you back and then took you here and took you, rounded you back in, but hopefully that came out uh, seamlessly or streamlined. Perfect. Such a beautiful introduction. I love it. Um, well, and there's, there's a couple different places just that I want to go from there and then I'm going to let you take it away. But one of the really cool parts about Shannon's work and what I love so much about you, Shannon, is that 
you use analogies, which I'm partial to too. Um, but I really like the way that you use these because I find it, it kind of supports exactly what you just said. It says, this is kind of what's possible. It might not happen exactly this way, but this is kind of how the energy is moving or the direction in which the energy is moving. So can you explain your analogies are how you come to the red and Shannon has the best analogies. Like you always come up with like, how did you come up? This is brilliant. Um, so can you explain how you came to that as kind of the best form of language or communication to relay the information or the, the energy? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I love analogies. That's even like the title of my book is analogies, energy, celestial bodies. Um, and yeah, so because exactly what you said, if we give an analogy, whoever's listening, you can attach your own meaning to it. So I think I've, I, well, and I feel like I can say this to this group and you'll really understand it. I'm kind of not really, um, in control of what pops in my mind. It's very much like, it just is, uh, a channel that comes through and a side note, really quick, funny story, but it makes sense. I think this is part of where the analogies come from. Um, I was at a gathering a couple years ago and there was a psychic man and he, I didn't know he was psychic and he came up to me and he said, Oh, you have a wizard beside you. There's a wizard beside you. And when you do astrology, there's a wizard right there. Cause I was doing readings at this gathering wow. and I was like, I kind of didn't, I was like, no, it's me. Like screw this wizard. Like I'm powerful. Um, and then it was around Halloween. So a week later it was Halloween and I was out at a, like a bar for Halloween and everyone was dressed up. And a guy comes up to me, another stranger, another dude says, um, oh, there's a wizard. There's a wizard here tonight. And I'm like, everybody has a wizard because I just heard that. Everybody has a wizard. I don't know what you're talking about. They're in this guy like got really serious. And he like looked me in the eyes and he's like, not everybody has this kind of wizard. Like this isn't a costume. So I say that because I never, it was never like I sat down and I decided I'm going to use analogies. It was never like, this is a thing. It was more just here's the analogy for the current energies. And it just always just started flowing out, flowing out, flowing out because it was the best way to describe um, what's happening. And, but in a space where it actually also allows, um, I want to use the word protection, but that might not be the perfect word, but it creates a buffer between what I do and what you're responsible for doing. Because I really, I think in this time, it's so important, especially if I'm saying something that can influence people to be honest of like, I don't have all the answers. I don't, I'm not in charge of your life. Like you figured out, I'm all about self-responsibility and putting that ball in people's courts um, by saying, trust yourself, you're in charge. And so when I say an analogy, I'm not telling anybody what's going to happen. I'm not telling anybody how to feel. It's all, that's up to all of you to decide. And so there's a piece to it where it allows me to really feel confident in what I'm saying, because there isn't, I'm not telling you, Oh, you're going to hit it big this week, or you're going to find love, or you're going to do these things. It's just so like, for example, this week, the analogy is a sunrise. And so this is a week of really fresh starts. There's a, it's a new beginning, but you know, we all have different relationship to the morning. Like I love to sleep in, so I might not even catch the sunrise. Someone else may wake up at sunrise and have like the most beautiful kundalini practice. And someone else might wake up at sunrise and be like, Oh my God, my baby's crying and woke me up. Like, I don't want to freaking be awake. So with that, yeah, like I, I never really chose it kind of like the wizard or whatever we want to say, but it works. And it works for me as a human, like to be able to really stay grounded in my work and what I do, because I do know it impacts people, but from a space of just taking care of myself and then not having people, um, 
I almost want to say like attaching or leaning on me or depending on me um, for answers. That's just like not what I'm here to do. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. So cool. Well, we love you and your wizard friend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love it. I love it. So cool. Okay. So one more, one more question I want to ask and then I'll, and then I'm going to let you take it away because I think this is really cool of, of, and, and for anybody who's kind of coming into astrology and, and, and you have a very kind of unique work and I love the way that you work with astrology and the way that you communicate it. Um, but can you explain the difference between somebody's natal chart so their birth chart so the chart that is 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 kind of um cast i guess you could say at the moment that somebody somebody's bought physical human body comes up onto the planet um and how that juxtaposes with kind of more collective energy transits and things like that just kind of like describing the difference between these two things Totally. And that is on my list of what I wanted to talk about. So it's perfect. (laughs) Um, So I always like to talk about it in terms of energies. So I think about it all. There's it's all energy um, that's playing out. And we have what I like to call the micro energy. And then we have the macro energy. So let's start with the macro macro, meaning like bigger picture, collective consciousness, we could say. Bigger, yeah, like, and so I like to call that like the weather forecast. That's like the, and then what I use the language of those are like the current energies, the transits, what you were saying, where the planets are now, all that kind of stuff. So I think about that as if we're gonna, I'm just gonna use an analogy of rain. So if the current macro transits themes, I call them current energies, if it's raining, we're all gonna get wet because in this analogy, we are all in the same place because we're all on planet Earth. So we have the same weather on planet Earth. So if we're outside and it's raining, it's a macro, it's a collective experience of everybody's out there getting wet. However, we're all going to have a different relationship to the rain because you might have your wedding planned outside and I'm, you know, sleeping in and I love it. So it's like these two very different experiences under the umbrella of this collective experience. So that's what I think of as the transits, where the planets are now, the macro, that's what's the weather, it's raining. Then when we get into that micro piece, which is again, our date of birth, our star chart, our natal chart, we experience these collective energies through the lens of our date of birth. So again, like I said, you're going to have your own experience. I'm going to have my own experience. And that's where we can look at the date of birth, the birth chart, our understanding to understand our experience. So it doesn't mean we have to always like a lot of the work I do for Uh, myself and others is to look at where I fit into the bigger picture, look at where those collective energies are fitting into us as individuals. And I'm going to do a little of that for all of you today, but also we can just look at just our micro picture. We can look at just our lifelong themes or lessons, um, which would be like our sun sign or our North node or our moon sign, or like we can go all out in all the different terms that we can look at. So I think of it as like the birth chart and the star chart where the, the chart that was cast when we were born, we'll call it just even just our date of birth, because there's lots of different kinds of charts that you can create, but we can take, and you know, even beyond astrology, right? We could look at the numerology of the date of birth. We could look at human design. We could look at all these other ways of saying it. So I do like to think about astrology as just a dialect of a universal language of meaning. And so what I'm saying using astrology as my language um, 
can be conveying the exact same thing that somebody, you know, even maybe reading tarot could convey or somebody who's a medium or, so I just think of it as this is just a dialect of, uh, a like, I want to say a universal language. And when I say universal language, I mean like the energy or some, I don't know, cosmic energy or something like that. So not like universal languages in everybody needs to speak the same language, but there's this bigger meaning to life and astrology is one of the ways that we can talk about it. So we can look at our individual experience and that's where we can get into all our stuff. I love the birth chart. And actually when I found the birth chart, um, back when I was looking for love horoscopes, I realized that I had, um, a Scorpio moon and a Pisces rising. And I had all this water energy. And back when I was a kid and I hated goats <laughs> and I, all I wanted to be was a Pisces. All I wanted to be was a fish. And so it brought just right off the get-go. I was like, ah, oh, I knew myself. I knew I'm more than just this mountain goat creature. Like I knew I was a fish. <laughs> I knew I'm that mermaid energy. So this, so there's so much meaning in the micro experience and we could spend the rest of our lives just talking about just your chart. Like that's how deep it goes. I say it's outer space. So it goes forever and ever and ever and ever. Another thing I want to say that's really cool about the chart, when we align the chart with the current energies, with the micro energies, we get the timing of our lives. So we can think about it as if our chart is like a wheel and the planets, the current energies are always cycling through that. So we can look at collective cycles, right? Like the last time planet Earth was in this place, but we can also take a look at the last time in our life we were in this place. So I actually more and more and more, I'm coming back to um, seeing that the micro, our chart is like our personal calendar. It's our timeline. It's our schedule. And then the macro or the current energies is the collective universal timeline. And then we see where we fit in, in the middle of it. So I really think um, there's something so powerful about knowing your chart in terms of like knowing my characteristics, knowing my strengths, knowing my weaknesses, like personality type stuff. That's awesome. But also when we start to um, bring the chart to life and we start to live with the chart by integrating, you know, okay, so I know my sun sign is Capricorn. So now that the sun is in Capricorn, this is my time to shine. This is the time when, you know, the sun is illuminating this area that is my conscious awareness. So it's when we start to integrate those things um, and we can find that, that middle point. But I also, I know some of that can feel overwhelming, especially for beginners. And so I always like to say, you know, if you want to start anywhere, one of the best places to start is with the macro and just the moon, the moon cycle, the lunar cycle because it's in our faces. <laughs> we see it. So this is a great time right now to even start that because we just had a new moon on uh, Monday or Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, I think the 13th, whatever the 13th was <laughs> Wednesday. Um, so now over the next month, or especially the next two weeks, we're going to be building to a full moon. So you can watch that with your eyes over the next two weeks and you can start to just see the timing, the timeline happening. So I think of it macro timing, micro timing, or, or no, well, micro, macro, whatever, current energies, they all fit in. But really, you know, more and more as we move into these really interesting times, I think that time as we know it and time as we've been taught to believe it and the structures and the way that we live our lives, it just doesn't work. Like what's up with leap years? 
and daylight savings and let's just turn the clock back and let's open oh, let's keep it forward this year and every four years we're gonna add another day and like it's just I'm gonna call BS on it all I'm like this is wrong there's something wrong here yet we have this amazing lunar cycle that every 28 days like clockwork it comes back and then we can look at the menstrual cycle 28 days moving with the menstrual cycle and so I really see this now my work as so much more than just like I'm a Scorpio so I get jealous (laughs) right or like I'm a Capricorn so I need to be in control it's like that's where we got things like horoscopes newspaper horoscopes to kind of like devalue what it is but it's actually feels like my work now is more about syncing up to these natural cycles so that we can flourish so that we can grow. And that in many ways we can reject or move away from these false um, institutions of control like time um, that have had a grip on us for a long time. So that's like a drawn out, again, another drawn out, drawn out answer. Um, but yeah, hopefully that makes sense. Love it. No, totally. And I'm going to let you take it away. One quick thing I want to say, just mm-hmm. I love what you said about kind of watching the moon or the moon cycles or where the moon is at or things like that astrologically. Um, because that's kind of how I started when I first got into astrology is I just started looking, okay, where is the moon? Like new moon, full moon, you know, what, what kind of phase, but then I started looking at, okay, what sign is the moon in? Okay. Like on a day where the moon is in Capricorn, I'm, you know, or the moon is in Virgo, I'm really extra hard on myself or this kind of, you know, I'm like, Oh, interesting. And I started to take notes and kind of track and follow through. So I love that you said that. Um, and it just, yeah. but it took months and months and months of kind of like starting to notice, a kind of a theme or a pattern or things like that. So anyway. I love it. Oh, that's so great. That, and that's really what you just described is what it's all about. And that's how I started too. It was like, you know, and, and, and this is where I really, my work, and this is part of what I want to share with you all today is you already have all of it inside of you. Each of us have it all inside of us. And so maybe for you, it's like computer programming comes so naturally. And that's just the way that you see the world. Maybe for someone else, it's like gardening goes so well and so easy. And so just because the language of astrology, because I find sometimes a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know what the squaring means or the conjunctions or, you know, our intellectual mind is like, I don't get it. But it's like, but you do get nature. (laughs) You do get what comes naturally to you. And the best way to integrate that, those realms and learn astrology is to just observe what you know about yourself and do what you did of have a framework of like, okay, Hey, moon's in Virgo today. I don't need to read a book. Like, well, you can't always read my book. Um, but, and I say that because this book is written with the intention of you remembering what you already know about yourself. So mine's a very unique astrology book. But what I mean by that is, you know, it's not about like reading a, a more traditional astrology book and trying to memorize, okay, what the heck does it mean when the moon's in Virgo? I can't remember what that meant. It's moon's in Virgo. Here's how I feel. Just notice where the moon is. And that's how I started too. And then notice how you feel. And then after a month, wow, okay, let's try it again. And after a year, let's try it again. And we can have, you know, so much understanding just from that. And that doesn't involve any type of um, traditional astrology. It doesn't invite, it doesn't mean anything except for, it doesn't need anything except for just your own awareness. And that's, I think really the real deal. And that's what 
I get excited about sharing with people. And that astrology or the chart, the zodiac and the cycles, even just the lunar cycle is a framework that we can check in with ourselves. But it, you know, it's so similar to even the menstrual cycle. Like when I first started learning about the moon and the menstrual cycle and how they were connected, I was on birth control and I was like, wow, I'm, I'm not even, I don't even have a cycle. I was like, I didn't care until all of a sudden, wait, I could be more in tune with the moon if I, if I switch this up. And so over the last like five years, I'm learning a lot about that just in my own body. And actually I'll share this on this new moon. I actually started my bleed. So now I'm like synced up to the moon, but it took like five years of just noticing what day my period is. And, but then also noticing, wow, I feel so tired this day, or I feel so, you know, ready to go this day. And I, it was like mind blowing to me that I just ignored my body and my body's clock for my whole life. And so it's, very much similar to that of it's this natural clock, just like the lunar cycle is. So, um, but one of the things I kind of want to say as, cause what I am going to do is I'm going to get into some of these themes of this year, because we're here at the new fresh into this new calendar year. Um, and I'm going to talk about what 21 has in store. Um, and also at the end, I'm going to talk a little bit of what it means for each specific sign, but with the um, intention of you're so much more than these few words that I'm going to give you based on your sun sign. But I do want to touch a little bit on the micro. So I think about it as if the zodiac, so the signs and the planets um, are all like colors of paint. And so if you imagine, for example, okay, so we've got you know, 12 signs. We got whatever I write about asteroids too. So we got a whole bunch of planets, asteroids, and each one of those is a shade of color. And so as they come together, I can take the shade of Capricorn and I can take the shade of the sun and I can paint a picture with those two colors. And so what I'm going to share with you all is my interpretation. It's as if it's my painting and I'm using again, like kind of like when we make, a, when we make soup, like we have the recipe, the ingredients that we're putting into the soup and then we'll stir the soup and make it. And so everything I say is my interpretation. And that's why it's really important to remember everything you read online is also someone's interpretation. And so I think that that sometimes gets lost in translation with astrology because I'll have people be like, oh my God, I just read this blog about Venus retrograde is going to ruin my relationships. Did you guys hear Venus retrograde is going to ruin our relationships? And I'm like, okay, that's someone's interpretation of that energy, but we can look at the color of Venus and the color of retrograde and we can paint a whole different picture than the picture that that person chose to paint. So I like to think of it as we're all masterpieces and, you know, the future is like a blank canvas. 2021 in many ways is like a blank canvas. And here are some of the splashes of color that are like really on the, what is that called? Like the thing that you put the paint on. <laughs> I don't even know the palette. Yeah, it's like, here's, so as I'm talking about this, it's like, these are a lot of the key colors that I'm going to talk about certain planets, signs and stuff. Um, and this is how I'm painting it together. But trust yourself too, because, you know, if you want to start to interpret it yourself, then, you know, my book is kind of like the primary colors where you can start with the colors, but you can do that on Google too. So just saying it's all interpretation. I consider myself an artist as an astrologer. Um, and I think that all astrologers are artists, but I also know sometimes that doesn't get conveyed and we can look at astrology, especially articles or like memes online or whatever as like fact when none of it's actually fact. 
<laughs> because it's just art and there's no right or wrong way to do art. Then when we talk about astronomy and science and everything, that's where we get, you know, that's where maybe it's fact. I don't really know because I'm not an astronomer. So what I want to start with is those macro energies. So just these overall themes that are occurring. And then we're going to wind into what that means for each of the specific signs. And when we get there, I'll talk about like how you can listen to your rising sign and stuff like that too. But we'll start with this macro, this bigger picture. So we, and we can't talk about 21 without looking at 20 because it, when 2020 was happening or happened, we were in um, almost like, I always think of this, the, uh, who sings this? Like Hillary, not not Hillary Duff, Miley Cyrus. Um, and it's that song wrecking ball. <laughs> you know what? It's like, it comes in like a wrecking ball. And that's like the hardcore analogy for 2020 in a lot of ways is it's like, it was like the wrecking ball. And so we had a lot of planets in Capricorn. And so the color of Capricorn is the shade of control, power, um, organization too. It's like the captain of the ship. And so the captain of the ship, again, if you are a Capricorn, that means you maybe embody this energy, but from a collective perspective, Capricorn are the rules, the regulations, who's writing them, who's in charge, who are we obeying? Who are we responsible to? Who's responsible for us? Who are we responsible for? So it's all these themes of like responsibility, commitment, but also power, control, systems, and, and, institutions, establishments, all that kind of stuff. And so we can look back because the story that was unfolding that really came to a climax in 2020 began in 2008. So in 2008, the planet Pluto entered Capricorn. So Pluto's themes, Pluto's color is about transformation. It's about um, power, but power that comes from the real, raw, true source. So Pluto, basically, I like to say Pluto's like um, the detective of the Zodiac who's going to come in and anything that's not based in truth, it's like, see ya. <laughs> I'm going to call you out. Like, here's your, you know, here's your, you have to see me, see you in court. It's kind of like the thing I'm feeling. So Pluto comes in, transforms through the truth. Because I also like to use the analogy of like, when you learn what's in a chicken nugget, like maybe we've all seen that gross video. It's like, once I knew the truth, but what was in a chicken nugget, I was just like, oh, can't do it anymore. I <laughs> can't do it. So since 2008, this truth dealer, this disher of truth, this game changing truth too, has been moving through this energy of Capricorn, which is the systems, the control, the power, who's in charge here. So we can look back over so many things that have happened, you know, like even just the financial crash in, crash in 2008, and then the government and the states bailed out the banks. And then, you know, we've got Me Too movement, we've got Black Lives Matter, we can go on and on and on on about all these ways where we're now saying, Hey, wait, we know the truth and we know these systems don't work for us anymore. And so that was really bubbling, brewing under the surface. Like I said, since 2008, and then in 2020, Saturn, Jupiter joined Pluto together. And Saturn's energy is about a physical manifestation. Saturn wants it to take form. Saturn wants us to do something with it. And Jupiter is actually what I like to call the sugar daddy of the Zodiac. And I know it's not very politically correct, um, but the sugar daddy energy comes in and it's like, let's think bigger, go bigger. We can do it. Like, it's like, take my credit card. Like, let's have it. Let's go for it. So 
We had that energy of what's been boiling, bubbling under the surface for a decade and, you know, like 12 years. And then 2020 was like the, okay, we all see it. Let's all, you know, there's a shift. Something has to happen. Something has to change. So I come at all of this with a neutrality of like, I I just really feel maybe it's the wizard. (laughs) Maybe it's my intuition, but there's, when I talk about these colors, it's, there's no right or wrong. There's no good or bad. So of course we can attach meaning in our minds to what's going on in the world as bad, right? Or as wrong or as hard. But what 2020 was, was it was a year of a shift. Something had to give, something had to change. And so if we look at the world, obviously something, things have changed. (laughs) We can see that very clearly. And of course, you know, we're going to be attached to what that change looks like and what that change means to us. And I'm not here to say that everybody should be happy with these changes at all. But what I am here to say is that 2020 was a pivotal shift. Something gave out and the universe was aligning, saying, yeah, human, something's got to give. You can't keep doing what you're doing. And it's not even necessarily about like, um, you humans can't keep doing what you're doing. It's more like upper management. <laughs> hey, upper management, we see you. Uh, you're not working for the people. Like it's that kind of thing. And so I almost feel like part of what 2020 was, was this really, we all just see like, oh, that's who upper management is, you know, or like, oh, wow, they're so incompetent. You know, there's this whole like, really, that's who I'm going to be listening to. Hmm. Am I going to listen to them? And that's where we come into 2021. So now we've been in a place where 2021, now these energies of Saturn, the physical manifestation and Jupiter, the cash out, the money, the one, and I say money, but it's not always about money, but it's the investor. So when we have Saturn and Jupiter together, it's like we have the, we have the work of Saturn and then the investment capital of Jupiter. So we can really do something with it. We can really take it. We can really run with it because it's not, if it was just Saturn alone and be like, Hey, work hard, figure it out. But because we have Jupiter here, it's like, Oh yeah. Hey, I'll invest in that. But now you take that investment and you do something with it. And so this is where we have this new energy coming in. And probably a lot of you um, heard about the great conjunction that happened. It was like this, it was like, um, some people were even calling it the Christmas star or the star of Bethlehem on the 21st. And so that was Saturn and Jupiter moving into Aquarius. So now this whole chapter of the wrecking ball is over because it's been demolished. And so it's like, now it's a matter of, are we trying to prop up these things that are broken because it's okay. I'm still doing it in a lot of ways. Are we trying to prop up what's broken or are we ready to just go, boom, okay, let's move to 21. And then this is where there's that break. It almost feels like, and that's almost what January is. It doesn't feel like January even really is like a fresh start in many ways. It's more of this time of like really turning and rejecting that, (laughs) which is just whatever tries to have power over you that you don't want to serve, that you don't want to, um, uphold, right? It's like, then there's these systems that now we're the ones upholding them unless we take our hands off them because it's it's already done. So I think that we're in this really interesting time where 2021 is coming and it's coming in hot and there's lots of excitement and it all has to do with your individuality, who you are and you showing up for yourself in terms of showing up for your creative passion, your solutions, your, um, 
like your fire within. I'm going to talk more about that because there's a lot there. But what this fire that's being activated in all of us can very easily turn into a rage against, I want to say rage against the machine, but it can turn into this rage against all these broken down parts. And it almost feels like that's, um, whether we're trying to fight something or not, we're still feeding our energy into it. And so if, if I was saying this like a year ago, I would probably slap myself across the face and be like, no, there are things that need to be broken down. We need to take it down. We need to fight against it. And now I see that the fighting against th- these upper management, they're not listening. They don't care. They just put on their noise canceling technology. They're not going to listen. And so it's this, and again, that's an analogy. So I'm not literally saying that that's the case unless you want to touch that meaning to it. But it's like, you know, the CEO at Tim Hortons is not going to hear the complaint from the person who works at the Tim Hortons, like in Huron County, right? It's just, there's, it's not going to be there. So now it's about, this is what 21 comes into where it says, Hey, upper management isn't listening. Screw them. <laughs> Let's not even engage with them anymore. Let's create a new movement. And this is where we move into this Aquarian energy. So Aquarian energy, I like to use an analogy of it's like the grassroots movement. It's like taking it into your own hands and making something, bringing your passion to the world and creating in a lot of ways solutions. But it's solutions that come, um, I think this is an Einstein quote, you can't solve the problem with the same attitude that created the problem. I, I butchered that one, but the solution won't come from the same attitude that created the problem. Something like that. You can't solve the problem um, from the place that you created the problem. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And so this is where we're all at this awesome opportunity now to move into this Aquarian time to bring your solutions to the world. Because if we think about it, there's this fire within each of us. And as we move forward in the world from that flame of ourselves, from our individuality, and the theme of this Aquarian energy is, it's not about fitting in. It's about marching to the beat of your own drum. It's not about, you know, um, all standing up and like being like, I don't know, I'm picturing like the army that like marches at the same way. It's like, it's not that. It's like a ballerina who's like spinning around, dancing in the rain. Like it's really about checking out of the regimented reality that we've been sold on, especially with time. Like I was saying, especially with, um, you know, money too is another thing. All these ways that we've been controlled. And I usually don't like, say it just like that, but that's how it's coming out today. It's just like, guess what? Now we get to sit in the driver's seats, but because it's not going to be the same solution as the problem, the solution actually comes from inside because realistically so much of the problems, and I, and this is a generalized statement. So this is not everybody's experience, but many of these collective issues we're fighting or we're experiencing are coming from outside of us, right? It's like the upper management, they don't live in the employee's head. They're the upper management. They're passing these, you know, whatever down the line. Um, Just like, you know, money is created from this external thing, whatever, this is external world. And now it's time to see that the control center is actually within ourselves. And so now it's almost like, um, I wanna say like undercover agent style where we're not the detectives anymore who are out there like, Hey, that's fake. Hey, that's fake. Hey, that's fake. We're the undercover agent where we go inside ourselves and we start to uncover where our own 
uh, inner corruption, maybe lies even in a way. And it's about taking that seat within our hearts. And really the only thing we have control over is ourselves. And so if we, and even that, then we even sometimes don't have control over ourselves. So 2021, we're coming into this time. I say we're coming into it because again, I don't really feel these themes are going to be really full in effect until the sun moves into Aquarius, which will happen on um, January 20th. So we'll have this big shift then of really, like I've been saying, let your freak flag fly, like just be who you are because your passion, your creativity, that's the solutions that the world needs. The world doesn't need you to solve all these problems that never came from you in the first place. Um, you incarnated for a different story. And that's where we get into this bigger cosmic story. And this has to do with these eclipses that are falling. Um, so basically, we have eclipses throughout 2021 in Sag and Gemini. So some dates when I want, I wanted to share some dates for you guys, because um, on May 26th, we have an eclipse. And then June 10th, we have an eclipse. So from May 26th until June 10th, we're in what's called an eclipse season or an eclipse tunnel. So we have an eclipse May 26th, and we have another eclipse June 10th. And the time in between there, we're in what I like to call eclipses are like a high speed train that we're just going to get on board and it's going to take us to our destination. And so where this destination is, is in Sag and Gemini. And so what that's about is that's about expansion. And when we talk about Sagittarius, um, Sagittarius is where the center of our galaxy lies. So I call it, well, it's called the galactic center and it exists in the sign of Sag. And so when we think about the Zodiac, we can think about the Zodiac as if it's a map of the sky. So it's like, it's mapped out. It's, it stays, right? It's set that's the map over there, Sagittarius, and the center of the galaxy is also a set point, right? The center of the galaxy is always there. And so the center of the galaxy is always in Sagittarius. So what's so cool is we've been having eclipses and it started on December 14th. Um, and then this time period from May 26th to June 10th. And then again, from November 19th until December 4th, we're having these, these eclipses that are lining up directly with the galactic center. So eclipses happen when the sun, the moon, the earth line up. That's why I call it like a high speed train because it gets straight to the point. <laughs> it's like all aboard, no layovers, no stops. We're taking you right to your destination. Or I also sometimes call eclipses like chiropractic adjustments where we're like crunch, crunch, crunch. Like let's let all that energy flow. It gets, it just flows. Um, it can be intense though, for sure. But because this energy, this tunnel, this streamline is aligning with the center of the galaxy, 2021 is the year where I'm saying it's about getting galactic. It's about really moving into a cosmic state of awareness because we can probably all agree that there's like, you know, of course there's something out there. If there's, I think this statistic I recently saw was there's like 80 billion life Earth-like planets in our solar system, or no, maybe not our solar system, our galaxy. Um, it wouldn't be our solar system, but our galaxy. Um, and again, that maybe that's not right. But even if there was one other Earth-like planet in the galaxy, I would be like, well, of course there's something more out there. Anybody, and this is where I talk about an analogy for Sag energy, is it's like if you look up at the night sky, you can start to dream and wonder and envision what could be out there, what's up there. It's like we feel so small at times. And so these eclipses are coming in to remind us that it's, that we are small and that's a good thing <laughs> because there's so much to explore. 
And so it, it, one of the themes though, it's like, yeah, we're small, but we're mighty too. And that's why it comes to, you may feel when you're fighting against, you know, the, what we're rejecting, so to say, or the corruption that frankly is just going to get more and more obvious. (laughs) I'll just say it that way, because it's like, um, a, a carcass or like a corpse, like these old systems are just hollow. They don't have any life in them. They only had life because we all were participating in them and feeding them. Um, and now we have this whole new awesome journey that we're starting. So it's only just going to start to become more and more obvious where it's like, yeah, I'm not participating in that anymore. Um, but what we want to participate in is we want to fuel our passions and our creativity. And I know that kind of sounds like cliche or something like that, like find your purpose or something like that. But it's true. It's powerful because there is a reason we've incarnated at this time, because when we look at it from these eclipses that are lining up at the center of the galaxy, maybe you've heard this analogy. Maybe it's not even an analogy, but like earth right now is a, is a golden ticket. Like there's a whole lot of energy unfolding on a larger galactic cosmic story that I got some ideas about, but I mean, I'm not going to talk about them right now only because I'm not a teacher in that, (laughs) but you know, if you ever want to talk about star systems and people and stuff like that, that's what I'm here for. But so we're now that's becoming commonplace. That's becoming reality. Now Um, we're getting galactic. We're realizing we are citizens of earth, but we're also citizens of our galaxy and that there are also hierarchies and systems and um, establishments that exist on a galactic level. And we can think of it, you know, maybe it's like some star force, but also it could just be nature. Maybe nature is the hierarchy, right? Maybe there's a magic or a power that's in charge and control and we can serve that. And so one of the things that's really interesting is I always like to look at current events and how they're relevant to where the astrology transits are occurring. And um, all, you know, I didn't hear this in the news, but I actually went to like a lot of the, like the white house websites, like the gov websites and throughout 2020, um, the administration, the president Trump was signing executive orders all about exploring space. So there's like something called the space force. That's basically like space military. There's, um, an executive order that he can mine resources from the moon. (laughs) Um, there's been all these declassified, uh, documents of a UFO experience throughout military NASA. It's all declassified. So I'm not saying this to make any fear or anything like that. All I'm saying is that the things that we thought were important in 2020, 2021 is like a whole different ballgame of it's a way bigger picture. There's way more going on. And before we know it, it's going to be synced up where these things that we on earth can get so boggled down with aren't problems that we need to fix because, and it's not that they're not going to become solutions. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying the solutions are birthed through us. We bring the solutions. Nobody's coming to save us. Nobody. And so it's not going to be like the I mean, maybe, but I don't feel like the aliens are going to come and like offer us all these, all these solutions. Instead, I see it as we find our true cosmic selves within ourselves and we birth from that place. So a really key date of expansion are those eclipse cycles um, that are happening from May 26th until June 10th and November 19th until December 4th. And, and I want to kind of end it with what I've been picturing the analogy for 2021 is, is like, so what we think we know, 
Like even, you know, even people like ourselves who are intuitive, who are tuned in, it's like all that we think we know is really just like one grain of grain of sand on the beach that is, uh, you know, what's real, let's say. So 2021, the themes are, it's way, it's, it's not going to be what you think it's going to be. And it's actually going to be bigger and better because that's a Sag energy too. Sag brings hope. So we're having eclipses in Sag. It's like, that brings a lot of hope. That brings a lot of potential, brings opportunity. And these eclipses are also in Gemini, which brings a lightheartedness, a playfulness, um, even like a, a fun kind of, even a little mischievous, like have fun with it. So really we transition big time out of a year of like, uh, like I'm picturing like a car with one wheel flat, like just clunky, clunk, clunky to like a spaceship or something where we're like, we don't even need those wheels. Why did we think we needed wheels? And I do feel like, again, all of what 21 is where you want to focus is inside yourself. So you maybe aren't going to board an actual spaceship, but you have meditation where you feel like you're in a spaceship and that's, you know, what you feel or create. So I really really feel it's a big energy. It's hard even sometimes to convey it in English. So if anything I've said, one, if it doesn't make sense, but two, if it, if it lands and you feel scared or you feel overwhelmed or you feel like, oh my gosh, what is this space war that Shannon's talking about? It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> Reach out to me. We can talk more because then I'm not communicating it clearly. Because what I'm really trying to communicate is there's a whole new um, what's that song? Like it's a Disney song, whole new world, just right, right here, right now. And our only job is to pull our focus out of this world into this world, because this is the gateway into that experience. And, and then this experience brings solutions over here too. So we're not abandoning the injustice. We're not saying all of that is okay, but we aren't wasting our energy fighting it in a way that doesn't get anybody anywhere. Just like the Tim Hortons employees trying to talk to upper management and they just, just tell the assistant, no, I'm not taking the call. <laughs> and then the poor, so there's like a new strategy where the employees now we pretend or we decide, Hey, wait, we're upper management. And we walk into that office and we're like, Hey, here we are, here we are. And it feels like that's what 2021 is, is this grassroots of everybody who knows, especially those of us who have that cosmic connection, who have that intuition. And I'm like, I pretty much can guess it's all of you here. I'm um, not to mention, Emily, you have that really big galactic center energy yourself. And so the people who feel drawn to work with you or being part of your collective, you're all here for a reason. And so there's, there's a, there's a whole narrative that's like, Amazing. It's like, and that really kind of comes down to like magic is real. I always want to say that it's like magic is real and this stuff is real and muggles are real too. And there's the muggle world and it's kind of, um, yeah, it's shifting. So it's a lot. Um, so I want to just the, I want to share for each sign too, but I want to be, I'm mindful of time, but I also, like I said before, Sun signs are like the tippy tippy tip of the tip of the iceberg. So if you know your rising sign, you can also listen to what the themes of that are. Um, and if you know your moon sign, you can also listen to your moon sign and know that this will be more of the emotional, subtle themes of your life. So I'm going to just run through what the energy of Aquarius, because I've talked a lot about that Aquarius, that's the individuality. That's where our passion lies. That's where we want to invest. That's where this new chapter is beginning. Um, and I'm just going to say a couple things um, for each sign around what that Aquarian energy 
um, is bringing to the specifics, to the specific signs, remembering that's like the tippy tip of the tip. So Aquarius, people who have Aquarius, sun, moon, rising, and if your moon sign, it's more in a subtle way. Um, this is about yourself, right? Because it's in your sign. So it's like, let be yourself, individuality, authenticity, like all that, owning that. And Aquarius is often different too. So you maybe always felt different and now it's time to own who you are. Capricorn, it's all about worthiness. So it's about worth, um, knowing your worth it and also knowing you don't have to earn your worth. You don't have to prove your worth, but instead like claiming that natural um, birthright of what you deserve. Sag, it's all about communication. So it's about communication and spreading the message because you guys, Sag, are right there. You're like front row for this galactic party. And so you guys know the songs that are playing because your sun sign is there. So it's that bright light or your other signs are there. So Sag, it's all about communication and like sharing the message and the hope too, I feel. Scorpio, it's all about the root system. So I like to say for Scorpio, it's very much the root system, which often translates to the home, the family, the foundation, but it's also about security. And often on the other side of security, it's looking at um, like our fight or flight instincts, where we want to run away, where we want to check out. And so Scorpio, it's really about finding those deeper roots um, and committing to those roots. And then from there, you know, the growth happens, but it's almost feels very inside job for the Scorpios. Libra, it's all about the heart um, and the heart, but also a playfulness of the heart. So it's like the inner child, creativity, um, really just doing what you love and committing to what you love. And often Libra can put other people, what other people love ahead of them, or even just say, oh, what I love is my partner. So I'm going to be with my partner. And it's like, that's great. But what do you, what's, what do you love um, inside of you? And can you open your heart to that? Virgos, it's all about being present and really being in the moment. And I think that a big part of this is because Virgo is the healer archetype. So Virgo, Virgo is really powerful at bringing solutions or fixing problems. And I think it's so important for Virgos to stay present right now because we're in this interim time. And so if Virgo, if you're trying to blast into the future of, you know, how I need to fix this or blast in the past of what happened, it's like really just stay present, kind of like um, you're on call. It's like, you'll know when it's time to act, you'll know when it's time to do it. But until you get that call, just stay present and wait. And, and not, it's not like just waiting, but it's like just being actively engaged in your present moment and your body too. Uh, Leo's it's about relationships. So this is all about relationships, but relationship to self, obviously relationship to others, relationship to, um, anything really it's how you relate. What's the exchange of giving and receiving? Um, and are they in balance and, or, and if they're not, that's okay. And do you want to bring them into balance? And if you don't, that's okay too, but it's just really like taking inventory of dynamics in relationships. And it's mainly with self, I would say. Uh, cancer is intuition. So it's intuition, listening to your spidey senses, trusting your gut, um, all that kind of stuff, your instincts, um, dreams, mystical side of life. Uh, Gemini, it's all about expanding and exploring and new ideas, and but having it in a fun way. Um, I'm just picturing like an adventure. It's like, and but a spontaneous adventure where we don't even have a destination that we're going to. Let's see where we end up. Like, let's get in the car and see where we go. I'm really being open um, to what unfolds. 
Taurus, it's all about legacy. So legacy is a lot to do with like um, our work that we're giving to the world, what we're leaving behind, um, the mountains that we're choosing to climb. And really it's about looking at that, that ideally the legacy aligning with that passion within you. So it doesn't mean you have to like build an empire, but it could mean that, but it means that like if you are that Tim Hortons employee, you see you're more than a Tim Hortons employee. You're smiling at the people. You're making eye contact. You're you're leaving behind a legacy that really probably makes people feel good about themselves to a certain extent. So that's big about the Taurus is acknowledging your legacy. And then I think that's a big key of it. Acknowledge it. And then you can continue to build on it. Uh, Aries, it's all about collaboration. So it's about collaboration, teamwork, working with others. And the thing is with Aries is usually like the one man show, Miss Independent is a big Aries theme. And so it's like really finding this new innovation in your life where you don't have to wear all the hats. You don't have to do all the things. You can actually do your thing or or things really well and then pair with others who do their piece really well and like a jigsaw puzzle, it comes together. And then Pisces. Um, this is all about magic energy and, and, and really Pisces of all the signs is very fluid, very etheric, um, very mystical. And, and 2021 is just own that, own that dive into that because from that inner realm, which maybe some people call unrealistic, but from your dreams or your, your, your inner magic, that's really what's leading the way, um, for this new, new world we're creating. So it's like your sensitivities, your, um, abilities, all that kind of stuff. They're so, so important this year, and they're going to keep coming to the forefront. Um, and if you try to avoid them, you're just denying yourself like this awesome gift that you have and that you are, and that ultimately you can share with others as well. So there you go, everybody. I hope that that um, landed. I hope that resonates. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Janet, thank you so much. That was so incredible. I, I, I'm sure I, you know, I've got, have had the pleasure to work with you quite a few times that just every time you speak, I'm so captivated by every single thing you say. I can't take my eyes off you. You're so captivating the way you speak and the way you talk and the way that you communicate. It's amazing. Um, so thank you so much. And this is a good chance. If anybody has any questions for Shannon or about anything that Shannon said, or just any reflections, um, you can either unmute yourself and you can share, or you can pop in the chat. Um, Shannon, I'm going to pop your website in the chat right now too. So people know where to find you. That's kind of your hub. Yeah. That's the best, best place to get connected with you. Perfect. So your, your website's there, but does anybody have any questions or anything they want to share? That was so amazing. I'm so inspired. I feel so much better now, Shannon. I was like, this is great. Um, any That's questions? the goal. That's the goal. Yes. Any questions? And thank you for saying that, Emily. That was so kind and it's Thank amazing you. so captivating like it's it's incredible you guys agree with me she's incredible like it's just wow um wow it's amazing every time I like I'm speechless almost um, <laughs> so good well and I think the other thing too I'm if, if anybody doesn't have any questions I think that's also a great testament just to how well you communicate to Shannon like it's very clear you know I don't have any I don't I'm like, yeah, everything's good. Check, check, check. Got it. <laughs> Understood, you know? Totally, totally. Um, but let's just wait a second and just see. Awesome. Yeah, for me, like as um, this year, I'm, I've definitely toned myself down a lot in the past, like just because of what I, you know, you learn growing up or you learn, you don't be too much or you know, don't do that. But this year I'm just like cranking it up. So <laughs> what you said really 
I needed to, I needed to hear that. So thank you because sometimes my mind tells me it's a little much. Like oh, tone it down. But. Perfect. It's the perfect amount. <laughs> it's the perfect amount. Um, but I hear you. I do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I think Marie might have a question. Are you typing questions? Okay. <laughs> Okay. Um, um, all right. So if I was wondering if an eclipse like Sag and Gemini coming up, if I am a sun Sagittarius and Gemini moon, does that make a stronger influence? Yeah, totally. So if you, um, so, and that's you too, Emily, right? You're a sun Sag and Gemini moon. So both of you, um, so yes, is the answer. But what I'll also say is that because you're sun Sag and Gemini moon, you're born on a full moon. So you're that full moon energy and eclipses occur on full moons or new moons. So it's definitely a stronger influence for you. But what I would also say is it's almost in a place where this goes for you too, Emily, and it goes for anybody. Like it's specifically these full moon people, but if your moon signs Gemini, it goes for you too. Or if your sun signs Gemini or whatever, I like to say when we're having when our natal planets are in the same sign where these transits are happening, it means that you are fluent in that language. So just, you know, it's like, um, you know how we can all probably remember all those random commercials in our heads. Like I can always remember the pizza Nova phone number. Cause it's like burned into my head. I've never had their pizza, but I could call them right now. And so it's like, it's like, it's you guys, you Gemini Sag influenced people you know, the lyrics to the, to this time. And so it's not so much that it's going to be super strong influence in terms of, Oh my God, every, all this change is going to happen to me. It's going to be a super strong influence of you're in the flow. So just you know, like open your mouth and sing the words that you innately know. So it's a stronger influence, but it feels as though I want to say the stronger influence can also be easy. Like it can also be natural. And if you think about it, it's like you are fluent in those languages, so to say, you shine those colors. And so as we're now collectively learning those colors, you're a bit like you've been studying for this all along. So there's a certain piece to it when we see transits and then our personal planets, there is a narrative like, in the astrology community, like, oh my God, I'm going to get hit hard because I'm a Gemini and these eclipses are, I'm going to get hit hard. And like, that was a big thing. I have a really intense chart and a lot of people, excluding astrologers have said to me over the years, like some really scary shit, like just like, oh, you're going to, anyways, not, not that anyone should be scared. I think I had to experience it to realize, no, it actually is that I can learn this lesson because I'm equipped for it and other people maybe aren't necessarily equipped for it. So they might have a harder time, but I've got the tools. So you guys, as Gemini Sag, like you've got the tools, it's who you are. And so it's less about the intensity coming from outside as much as what I was saying about what I'm doing is amping up who you are and like blasting that out to the world because it can really be an influence for all of us who are experiencing these eclipses, but maybe don't have that Sag Gemini energy. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Amazing. Awesome. Cool. Cool. Well, well Marie, thanks Marie, for asking that. Yeah, that was that, awesome. That was a really good question, Marie, too. I, you know, and I, I, that was good for me to hear, too. Amazing. Okay. Any questions before we finish up? Can I have one? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I don't really know how to phrase this. And it's kind of like a two parter, but it just made me think what you're telling Marie about like you're equipped for it. Is that also true when there's aspects of our chart that like, like you said, people have maybe been like, this is an intense part, or this is like something that not like a trouble spot. Cause I don't think that's good or bad, but just mm -hmm. something that 
might come to fruition in this kind of life. Is that also true of those kind of quote struggles that we might face that like we can't overcome because we are equipped with the tools? Mm, Yeah. So how I think of it is like, there's natural strengths of a certain sign and then there's lessons of a certain sign. And so our natural strengths can they're, they're meant to work together. So I'm picturing like, you know, a yin yang where it's like they're in, they're both and there's one in this and one in this. So it's like our natural strengths can complement us to learn those lessons. So like I'll use Capricorn, for example, it's like Capricorn is natural strength is to be a leader, but it's lesson is learning to not get to control hungry. So there's these two things. And when we see, okay, I want to be a leader who inspires others, doesn't need to control others. Then I can kind of by default work through that lesson. Does that, does that make sense? So it's definitely true where there's going to be qualities that are challenges, which I frame as lessons (laughs) because it's just what I do, but they definitely could be spoken to as challenges. But the other thing that's really interesting to kind of look at too is this is where I'm going to zoom it out a bit. Um, So I was using that example of Capricorn. So it's like, okay, so Capricorn lesson is control, right? They've got this, we've got control issues. We'll just say, um, but a Capricorn who has the moon in Virgo is going to have a way different experience than a Capricorn who has the moon in Pisces because Virgo would add more of that earth energy, that control aspect where Pisces would add way more of a go with the flow element. So it's kind of like, I do like to always give the science specific stuff because it's just people like it. I like it, but I also always like to then bring in this conversation where there's really like no one size fits all because two Capricorns are not alike. Um, And even people who are born on the exact same day at the exact same time, they're still going to be influenced by their lives, by their experiences. And basically, you know, different threads are going to be pulled. And so maybe that person grew up with a Virgo father who really pulled on that control thread. Whereas this person grew up without a father and they didn't, they had to be their own, you know, leader. So so it's, there's like so many, um, I kind of think of it always as like a kaleidoscope where it's just like, woo, <laughs> all over, all over the place. No, that makes sense. And then I have one more question about like sun, moon and rising signs. And I, this is the one I don't know how to phrase. And so I'm going to try and use an example. So like when we were talking about the eclipses, so like my, I have a Sag sun, but like, say I had a Sag rising, would that influence it in that way that rising signs impact us do you know what I'm saying yeah totally so it would it would it would impact differently so again when we're talking like in a call like this or whatever we could say uh or or maybe like in a like a blog or something we could say okay if you're Sag anything and these eclipses are happening in Sag you're going to be influenced because so that's sort of like that's a yeah but then because you're asking this question we can say okay So Sag sun signs are going to be influenced depending on maybe what house their sun sign is in, depending on um, what, how their sun connects with other planets. And then the ascendant um, or the rising sign is always the start of the first house. And so the ascendant or the rising sign is basically, I call it like the front door um, of our charts or of ourselves. So the ascendant, Um, And actually, this is perfect because Jess asked a question about rising signs too. So the rising sign, and also known as the 
excuse me, ascendant. They're synonyms for each other. I'll call, I'll say rising sign. Um, so the rising sign is what I like to say as the front door, or it's like the mask that you wear in the world. So it's your identity. It's your definition of yourself. It's like Shannon. I'm Shannon. And you guys are all seeing Shannon, but you're not actually seeing, you know, my depths to me or my, you know, my dirty secrets or my greatest joys, like maybe some of it, but that's all. There's so much more to Shannon than what you guys are seeing. And so the rising sign is what you see on the surface from somebody. So it's our definition of ourselves out in the world, just like our front door is, um, you know, we don't always look at our front door, but our front door is what strangers are going to see. So in that case, so that's what, um, rising signs are. And, um, just as it's been, it, it, I've been told that it's my purpose or sole goal. So I, it would depend because if your rising sign aligned with a certain aspect, like maybe the North node or something like that, then maybe it would be like your soul's purpose, but I don't read. And I'm not saying that that's, this is wrong either asking if it well, it's never wrong to ask a question. Um, but I don't really read the ascendant as purpose or soul energy. I read it as it's how we show up in our individuality. So it's like the container that holds our soul in a lot of ways. And we can resonate with our rising sign because it's how people perceive us. It's how we move through the world. So in a sense, that's part of our purpose definitely right to be who I this is who I am and I'm going to define myself so we can feed our purpose into that by saying I'm an astrologer I'm living my purpose or I'm a dancer and this is who I am so the ascendant or the rising sign I say is our I am statement it's how we define ourselves like I am this so in that regard definitely it can be connected to purpose or soul goal but I don't really look at the ascendant and say okay your ascendant is sag your purpose is to do sag I don't really connect it like that it's more you show up as a sag people are going to feel that energy from you so to circle back to that second part of your question if you're having an eclipse in your area of your rising sign, this means that the eclipse is influencing how you show up in the world. So it's kind of like I want to say, and I say this to people who have Sag risings or Gemini risings um, during these eclipse times, it's like your front door was like a nice beige and you fit in with your neighborhood. And then these eclipses are going to come in and it's like, let's paint it lime green. Like, let's show up differently in the world. Let's, let's redefine ourselves. Let's amp up our definitions of ourselves. So that eclipse energy that's really heightened wants to bring, especially in that cosmic energy to a sad rising. It's like, cut your hair all crazy <laughs> or like diet, you know, wear like, I don't know, tattoo, like something on you. Like, it's just like showing up differently in the world. Whereas um, eclipses with a sad sun sign, it's still, that's more about how you see the world is going to start to change. So for you, if you have sun and rising Sag, that's oh no. just sun, just sun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So how you see the world is going to change because the sun is like how we see the world. It's our conscious reality. Whereas the rising is how the world sees you. So how the world sees the Sag risings or Gemini risings are going to shift. Um, yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for asking. And thanks for asking Jess in the chat. And Jess, if that doesn't make sense, that answer, let me know. And I can definitely elaborate more. No, it does totally. And even just what you just said there about like, I'm a Pisces, um, sun and moon. And when you said that, that's how I see out that made sense. And the Leo is how people see me that totally, that just got it right there at the very end. So perfect. Thank you. Awesome. You're welcome. You're welcome. 
Amazing. Okay, beautiful. So we are at time and Shannon, I appreciate all of your energy and, and answering questions and just everything. It's so amazing. This was so good. And uh, I hope everybody's feeling good too. This is, this is so special. I love this. Thank you, Shannon, so much for your time, your energy, your insight, your wisdom, um, the way you speak, the way you communicate. It's, it's all, it's all, it's all gravy. It's all so good. So thank you for your time and your energy. You are so welcome. The gratitude is mutual.